everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Warped, uh, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where ordinarily we listen to Star Trek episodes. Well, we don't listen to them. We watch Star yeah. Trek episodes and uh, give live audio commentary on them. My name is Matt. And I'm Jake. And we're, we're all by ourselves today. Uh, we are alone. We're not even in our regular studio. No. We're in... Uh, we're in Studio West, I guess, is where we are. And um, what are we doing, Jake? We're, we're doing something a little special today. Um, we are gearing up for the exciting second season of Warp. Oh, boy. Season two. Yeah. Which will just be, season like, episode 33 or whatever. It's not going to be season two. <laughs> we're not so. restarting the, the no, sequencing. No. It's the second season of Star Trek. Uh, since... What we don't, what we talk about tends to not be Star Trek. It's sort of irrelevant. <laughs> Follow that kind of nomenclature. Um, I, I just want to add that I like your personal flair with the intro because you always take, and I've noticed this over the few episodes, you take the uh-huh. time to say completely unnecessary. Podcast. Completely unnecessary. <laughs> I, I, one of my notes, so one of my notes that I, that I wrote down, so was that I think I should do the intro oh, from yeah. now on. I don't know how Sean's going to react to that but he's not here so <laughs> yeah. i think i get to make an executive decision yeah well i mean we host can't... host and producer to the two of us get to make the dis- that's right get to make the call we'll have a yeah the a, 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 a present member of the council <laughs> that's right that's right we'll have a vote and if it's unanimous you, you, you history is made by the people who show up <laughs> and uh, if you don't show up you don't get to vote um, so today we are doing a look back at the first season of Warped. We uh, went back and listened to the early episodes, uh, some of which was that was painful. Yeah, it was difficult. I, I don't recommend it. I don't recommend going back and listening to it, especially because we're about to give you all the good stuff yes. from the first uh, 30 20-some episodes. We'll see how far we get into this. But uh, I went back and listened to the old ones, and yeeks. Yes. Some of that early stuff is rough. Yeah, it's... Yeah, the way we do it now (laughs) is completely gorilla and very raw, but... Just in comparison, like... That, oh, we that, sound like... We sound like professional broadcasters now compared yeah. to the way we used to sound. So, um, we are going to be playing for you some of the greatest hits, some of our funniest conversations from the first season of Warped. Yeah. We are going to start with a bit from episode three. This is the earliest clip we could find that was even worth listening yeah, to. Yeah, it's the er- earliest clip we... <laughs> Of the first three episodes, this was the most listen- this is it. listenable. <laughs> this is it. The, yeah. the first two are just don't even don't even bother. No, the, we're we're gonna keep those <laughs> online, but they're hurting us. I mean, they're available if you yeah. really want to punish yourself. Go I mean, right ahead. But we're keeping them online because information should be free. That's right. That's and right. We don't want to whitewash our history yeah. or uh, ignore our past, <laughs> our past <laughs> mistakes, some of which you will be hearing today. Some yeah. of our past mistakes. Because uh, even some of the good stuff is a little problematic, and yeah. we'll talk about that. Just in one just in one season of Warped, we've become much more woke than we were when oh, we yeah. started. And because I think we've... we've <laughs> this, this is an exercise that all, like, <laughs> men especially, but, like, you know, whatever, white men and whoever. Uh-huh. <laughs> just going through the exercise of having to listen to yourself... Yes. For five minutes? Yeah. It's a real eye-opener. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I I can see how there'd be a problem. Yeah, you you start to go, It's like, yes, all men. Um, Yes. So, our first (laughs) clip from episode three, uh, we were talking about the, it's where no man has gone before, right? That's the name of the episode, I think. (sighs) Yeah. It doesn't matter. No. But it's the one where uh, Kirk's best friend and Sally Kellerman's eyes turn silver. Yes. And that led to a conversation about how that effect was achieved uh, and its impact on the eyeballs of 1960s actors. That's right. So here is that clip. When they put those contact lenses oh, on later in the episode... Freaky as fuck, That dude. looks so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was so distracted by how painful oh, those oh, contact lenses were. Horrible for them. I, yeah. I, I could not pay attention to what else was going on because I was just thinking about those poor actors. <laughs> and it was the 60s. They didn't give a shit. Oh, no. They, they didn't have, like, Russia or anything like that. The unions were weak. <laughs> the unions were weak. They just said, you're an actor. Put this shit in your eyes. Yeah. You'
It's like how Malcolm McDowell got all fucked up on Clockwork Orange because Kubrick put it made him put those pin, you know, they oh. pin his eyelids open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently they scratched the shit out of his cornea, and oh, he Jesus. was like permanently wounded. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's like, who cares? I'm making a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> this is the price you pay for art. Ironically, the director of this show said the same thing That's to right. these guys. That's right. <laughs> oh, oh, it's happened. Oh, and carcinogenic. Hold on, the silver eyes. Silver eyes. Well, it literally blinded that actor, so it's probably it's probably yeah. worth it that they. He has a fairly lengthy career. I looked up his IMDb. He's in two thousand one. Yeah. He is. He's one of the mains in two thousand one. That's the only other thing I know him from. Is that? I mean, that isn't that long after this, though. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but he's done TV. Like, yeah. He walked he, off set and they told him to keep the contacts like 10 in. 10 years ago, he was still doing TV. I mean, the, the contacts are Mercury, so they're perfectly safe. <laughs> I was reading about it. Apparently what they did was they took two regular contact lenses. This is such a bullshit 1960s thing. You could never do it now. They took two regular contact lenses and put uh, aluminum foil oh in between oh. and, and, you know, smooshed them together. So there, there was a layer of aluminum foil between the two contact lenses. And then they just gave him the actors and said, put this shit in your eyes. All right. Oh, oh, wow. this, this, reminds me, okay, this reminds me of a story I just read. On, this, is, this is a departure from Star Trek, but I, I, since that door was opened, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. Did you guys read the story about the woman who had 27 contact lenses in, yes. her, in her eyeballs? Or yes. What? Yes. They rolled back in her eye. And she was like, I'm mildly uncomfortable. What's going on? And she went to her doctor, she and he's like... The doctor, she's like, I think there's something wrong with my eye. And they pull a stack oh my of contact lenses out, out, of, the back of, out of the bag. And she, the doctor's like, yeah. That was something it, wrong with that your would eye. make it uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. There is more than twenty. I mean, yeah, it was I, like twenty-seven. Does wow. she? Does she realize she's not taking them out? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's. You have to wonder if there was something mentally wrong. Yeah, you go. I mean, I can imagine going to sleep with the one, like the really thin <laughs> ones. <and laughs> she's gonna be back in that doctor's office with fifty. How do you shove twenty-seven contacts in your eye? And not be like, where are they all going? <laughs> Why have I never taken one of these out? I know. I feel like so. I mean, she must have thought they were like disposable, like they yeah. disintegrated maybe, on maybe, your maybe, eyes. Maybe, yeah, maybe she thought they were, yeah, that's right, they were biodegradable. I, I swear. <laughs> that's, how they, that's how you got rid of them. You they just, just leave died them on your eyes. They just dissolved. You they were, when you couldn't see anymore, put anyone in. That would be an amazing, they should invent that. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Biodegradable contact lenses. I just think, like, the cartel is, like, looking at her as, like, wow, we could drug mule so much <laughs> yeah. stuff behind Take people's eyes. Shove into her eyeball. <laughs> her <laughs> overall sockets are enormous. Her sockets. She has the wettest sockets I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Take this kilo of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs will never. <laughs> no, nobody's gonna search there behind the eyeball. <laughs> They'll touch your ass. Yeah. They won't touch your eyeballs. Because everybody gets squeamish when you touch an eyeball. Touching them? No. You're a, you're okay. Go on. Through. Go on. Through. Your giant you're like clear. bulging eyes. That's that's fine. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, you can see the discomfort on his face. I just, really feel bad for these actors because. It's I, so distracting how uncomfortable that. He can't was. even keep his eyes open. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. You know, it's like in my head, I just automatically assumed it was somehow a CGI type thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in my head, I'm thinking, thought, oh, oh, they, they added, added this. They must added have added this, this later. No. I never even thought that, that was practical. I, oh my god! I think like, here, put this tinfoil. Oh, yeah. I think they're still in there today. <laughs> I think you can't go through a, like an alarm at a. Airport, I think, uh, is like his life. Is... still be aluminum foil. <laughs> right. yeah. you, you set off the metal to <laughs> It's my eyes. Are you wearing a belt? It's my eyes. <laughs> Wasn't that a funny clip, Jake? Wow, wow, Matt. What a great clip. Wow, that laugh. He came out of nowhere with that one. Well, I thought it was important to, you know... <laughs> segue properly? <laughs> yeah. It only makes sense if we're coming back in from the clip. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> it's just the, 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 it was so, so jovial. Well, that's... Like Christmas. Yeah, that's my Santa Claus voice. Oh, oh, oh. I work part-time down we, at the mall. We are zany. 
Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, um, that was pretty. That was pretty funny. So I think we're going to jump ahead a little bit. Yes, episodes four and five again scrubbed, yeah. wiped out. Yeah, I mean. They yeah. were, they're out there in the world, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, we didn't know what we were doing. Uh, it, it's funny how we, we, some would argue we still don't. Yeah, we don't. But um, yeah, the third the, the third one was good, and we got worse from there for a while. Yeah, that suddenly we we took a downturn. That's when I started thinking like we should do something. We need to do something different with this setup. And, <laughs> and my experimentation experimentation was like complete failure. Uh huh. So we're jumping ahead to Mud's Women. That was episode six. Ah, uh, episode six. So this is a clip where we are talking about the magical powers of the drug that is being given to Mud's Women. Right. Which uh, it. it Sean had some strong opinions about, yeah. if I'm remembering this correctly. I This, we were just talking about this, it's kind of planting the seeds of what would become like a sort of theme with Sean, which was like, if you can find a happiness, even though it's artificial, it's still <laughs> like worth having and exploring, and uh-huh. why, why would you not? Sure. But the, the point of this one is like, you know, the pill or whatever that makes the Muds women alluring... This is also the beginning of a, a disturbing trend yeah. in the way we talk about women yeah. on this, Star Trek. We do not. <laughs> we have we have warped. Do not condone the behavior. I do not. Yes, of behavior of, of the past <laughs> versions of ourselves. That's right. Um, uh, uh, yeah, this is Mud's women. Replaying this should not be considered uh, an endorsement no. of the <laughs> the opinions expressed within, even by the people who are expressing them. No, why would you think that? Yeah. All right, play the clip. All right. The ending of this gets real messy for me because it's like you think they're setting you up for like, oh, it wasn't the drug that put them under the Yeah, spell. well, it makes no sense. It was just the confidence. It this, makes but, no sense. But they didn't do that. She had her not be on the drug yeah. and then look look pretty and then say that it was all about her confidence. Yeah. And not, it's like, what? What about the drug? Did, did that really have an effect? So the drug didn't really do anything? <sighs> It's not clear. It, no, I'm sorry. It's very clear that the drug does something. The transformation is instantaneous. And then, like, all of a sudden, that same instantaneous happens just because to wait, her. Wait, it makes wait, no let sense. Me add, wait, let me ask you a question, because I have no idea what's going on since I have not seen these episodes. Yeah. So, essentially, these women are old, but they're taking a drug to be hot. It's not so much that they're old as that they're just they're not, not as beautiful. attractive as you see yeah. them. This is like the... the, the this is a great drug. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is like what this episode Because they is. already did the makes you look young. That's the that's the salt vampire. They've already right, right. they're already coming back to the same well five episodes in. I mean Yeah. They they're <laughs> they are. They are. It's just like now there's a three of them. And we're back. Yes. Another solid clip. Yes, from uh, the golden era of Warped. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, when people look back on us, and they will, uh, they will recall episode six, the first time they got their act together. So unrefined and yet so pure. Yes, there was something magical about those innocent early days. Uh, So what do we have coming up? Uh, So this is another clip from Mud's Women. This is our last... Oh, no, we have... Two more, actually. This next clip is also from Mud's Women. Yep. Uh, this is a classic Philippe rant. Yes. So, Philippe, who is happily married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. No. They seem happy. Yeah, no, no. I'd say that's more or less so. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, has some interesting thoughts on... Uh, how to catch a how to catch a mate? Yes. How to find a mate? Yeah. Truly, the first uh, <laughs> first Philippe rant. This is the first time we really got Philippe at yeah. uh, sort of unleashed. Yeah, and the recording didn't sound like garbage, and you can actually hear it. Yeah, qualifying that. So here's a little conversation about uh, the best way to find an attractive woman. This is going to be a controversial opinion, but isn't it good when like hot chicks kind of go down and become drug addicts, and then they really will are willing to go with like lower their standards? Because like, how else are the Ernest Borgnines in us about like going to improve our like genetic stock unless that that happens? 
you know, or else it's going to be like, you know, fives will be with fives and eights will be with eights. You know, it, it really takes these kind of cool circumstances to really like. To <laughs> you get, need a nine and a two yeah, to crossbreed. Exactly. In it, order to create sevens. I'm just saying, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. I mean, look at the rock world where some of those guys, you're like. Are you talking about that there's eventually going to be, if, it's, if it weren't for that, there would be a wage gap? Yeah, I'm just saying. For that hotness? There just, already is. There just wouldn't there already well, is. I'm saying, I think instead I'm, of there being a world of. Five, four to seven. Just, we're gonna have a whole lot of twos and a whole lot of nines. I'm just saying, just gonna, small. No, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying nine. is, listen to this. It's like I'm saying this is like America, where you have a chance. <laughs> like it's not guaranteed you're gonna be rich, but you have a chance to be rich, even if you're a two. But like as I'm saying, like as a two. I want there to be a chance that I can get with a seven. There is, it. but you have to become rich. That's first. what I'm saying. That is good. That is good. <laughs> but if I don't get rich, it'd be nice to pick up a former nine on the way down. Her genes are still a nine, right? Genetically, it's still yeah. a nine. Yeah. Even if she, oh, I, 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 I see what you're. I see where you're going. You're a fucking genius, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a. It's kind of like. I'm not sure what problem that solves, but <laughs> I, I just don't like. A solution. I don't like when people are like, "Oh, I mean, I, you know." Well, really, it, the idea is that you could be a two and get a nine yeah. and not have to be rich. Exactly. Right. Exactly, because that's not fair. There, there's a certain slide scale. <laughs> to how far down the line you have to catch right. them, depending on how much money you've got. There's a certain kind so of so like woman Sharon that... Stone is slowly so like, declining. <laughs> so, well, see, like I think could hit and her at well, about a five. If his wealth well. increased enough, yeah. Yeah. they would meet in the middle right. there. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I think, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like you know, you get these girls; they're super hot, high school, mega hot. They have some tough times. They come to California. It doesn't quite work out. They get their ex roll on Star Trek. Nothing really comes of it. Pretty soon they're doing drugs. Pretty soon, you know, they're giving handies at the Dairy Queen for whatever, you know, a blizzard. And then it's like, and then I come along. A, a solid, and things get really bad. Yeah, a solid five. You know. a, a two with wealth. Yeah. <laughs> a five. And, and then, you know, then everybody wins. <laughs> the world wins. Everybody wins. That's uh, just a thought. You know, we haven't really asked uh, the other people if they're okay with us reintroducing these clips into the world, but I don't think Philippe will mind. No, I think we can provide the objective sort of <laughs> viewpoint needed to to sort of rank uh, the appropriateness and quality of the of our prior uh, clips. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to get political here, but we're recording this on the day that uh, Brett Kavanaugh and his is uh, the woman accusing him of, of having attacked him uh, are testifying. I was I was listening to it before I came over here to meet with you. Uh, it was it was real gross. Yeah, <laughs> real gross. And uh, I don't know why I brought that up, except that it just reminded me that all men are disgusting, horrible people. Yeah. Did you did you watch uh was it confirmation or what's the one with, about Clarence Thomas? No, have you, you haven't seen that one. No, yeah. It's, I mean, I remember when it happened. Yeah, that I didn't watch the movie they made about it. Oh yeah, it was uh it was uh exactly what's happening again. She's been all poor poor Professor Hill has been all over the media too. I'm yeah. sure she's thrilled yeah. to have to relive that whole experience all over again yeah well i mean I, I actually saw interviews with her recently uh and i mean she's amazing and she's she, doing, amazing. she 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 took that uh experience and she completely turned it into an opportunity to help people yeah and she completely yeah reorganized her life to be like okay let's have help women be heard and understand like all the things that are going on with the yeah me too movement and stuff and even like helping men understand and like yeah. She turned it into a teaching uh, opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Which is amazing. Uh, I'm glad that you and I said that. Yeah. Because it makes me feel slightly less bad about some of the things that get said on this podcast. Yeah. Well, believe all women, you guys, is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Hashtag believe all women. Yeah. And, and <laughs> just like those offenders in the media that 
uh, are trying to make their way back into into the spotlight. That's right. We are trying to do the work. That's, That's right. Unlike work. unlike Louis C.K., who yeah. just went away and hid for a while and is now thinks that was good enough, we're actually, you know, yeah. exploring our own problems and we're doing it publicly on a on a on a worldwide available podcast. <laughs> Anybody in the world can listen to this podcast. No one does, but they theoretically could. Anyway, now that now that we've done congratulating ourselves That's good. on how much better we're doing. I'm glad we took some minute a minute to pat ourselves on the back for our own awareness. Yep. I'm sure the women in our lives really appreciate yep. it. So final clip from episode six, yeah. Mud's Women. Completely unrelated. Just Completely unrelated. Just a nice little tidbit. Just a little just a little bit of comedy improv about uh the interior decoration of the planets of Star Trek. Yep. Here you go. Here you go. There was, yeah, and there was only like stuff. three, I mean, there was only three settings in the whole shot. It was like the, the teleportation room and then like the bridge and then, yeah. and then just the hut. There's always the hut <laughs> yeah, on the planet. The cave and It's was just like, like, and it's, it's terrible because they don't show enough. I mean, there's just no movement. And I guess that's one of the. And what I don't get is they're in like, those RV type things, right? Yeah. Why aren't the inside of those like a starship? Or nice. Why do they look like the cave yeah. inside of the metal construction? Yeah, the outside <laughs> looks why, like why? A, a nice tent or yeah. an airstream or something. Why? Why would you build it like that? <laughs> why would you have this? I want the outside to be perfectly smooth. <laughs> I want this. And and wait, want... wait. Hear me out. The next thing I say is going to surprise you. The outside has to be perfectly smooth, but the inside should still look like bare rock, preferably covered in asbestos. What we got, what you want is a cave sheet. That is a bold design choice. They're asking for the A5. It's our most popular seller. They're all over the galaxy. Jake, our next clip comes to us from episode seven. I don't remember what the episode is called because in my mind, it's called Kirk's Nipples. <laughs> it will always be Kirk's Nipples. <laughs> That's just in my head. That's how I think of that episode. Yes. Uh, which we are going to talk about in one of these clips. But first, a clip where in our continuing effort to insult and slander the good name of every Hollywood figure we can think of, yeah. we take on both Gene Roddenberry and geek icon Joss Whedon. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I say it in the clip. I've met Joss a couple times. He's always been nice to me, but I'm not a hot girl. I know. So who knows? Listen, we all love Firefly. Hash, we just talked about this, man. Yep. Right, let's get into it. Let's listen to it. Does Gene Roddenberry's dick taste like? <laughs> <laughs> she knows. She knows. She knows. <laughs> Again, this podcast brought to you by the Liz Fair Concert Service. I know, it's like, I just feel like Gene Roddenberry has this reputation of being like, ah, this utopian idealist and stuff like that, but as far as from what I've heard from, you know, Matt Bibb, he's a total adulterer. <laughs> I think he was sort of famously like he was one of those 60s liberals where so he was socially conscious and and on on some level on the brain level believed in like women's lib and equality and all of that. But secretly he was being run by his dick all the time. Hey, like Joss Whedon, huh? (laughs) Hey, topical reference. Uh, He did popped recently? I guess I missed that. Oh yeah, he's like... His ex-wife wrote a blog post. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that that was part of it. Yeah, so it's something basically it's been like Banging some of these starlets on the yeah, basically accused him of fucking every, all the every single one all the hot girls who were around on his, his show movies. <laughs> and on the shows. And stuff. But he's been playing a lot of lip service to like he ta- does a lot of talking about what a feminist he is, right, yeah, right, right, strong right. women and how he likes to put them in his shows and then bang. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty nasty. It was a pretty nasty letter, letter. she wrote. Yeah, yeah. she basically. Accused him of just being a fucking asshole for 20 years and lying to everybody about it at the same time. Acting like you was some have prince right. or some guy. Yeah, yeah. Total asshole. All right, I'm 
Which I don't, well, don't want to believe that because that I love Joss Whedon. I think he's great. Denigrated the good name of Gene Roddenberry and Joss. Yeah, Let's turn our attention <laughs> to Rod Serling. <laughs> Let's see how many people we can get to blackball us in Hollywood now. Rod Serling is a saint. I don't, know, I don't care what's said about Rod Serling. Well, if you don't learn to separate the artist from the art, then there's not a lot of people you can really. Yeah, enjoy. I'd have to take down all those Hitler paintings I have in my house if I couldn't separate the artist from the art. I've met Joss Whedon twice. He was lovely both times. Uh, well, there but you go. You can only I am go. not a I am not a 22 year old starlet. So I, they might have had a different experience with him. <laughs> I mean, in his defense, he was lo- totally lovely to them too. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I'll still cast you if you don't bang me, but we should bang. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't so bad. Now that I've listened back to it, I don't think we said anything that was. No, we just started... We were certainly on the right side of the argument on that one. I mean, that true was true. And and more more importantly, for some... Uh, for, for Roddenberry, at least, you know, this is a part of the tradition of us sort of embellishing the truth so that we have something to say. I don't know that that's... I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> first of all. Uh, second of all, Gene Roddenberry is long dead, yeah. so we can say whatever we want about him. Yeah. Joss Whedon could crush us. Yeah. With his little finger, if he wanted to. And that, but uh, Gene Roddenberry, we got nothing to fear. Joss Whedon crushing us with his little finger is a secret... <laughs> it's a secret, like, guilty pleasure, I <laughs> It's like your fetish. It's my fetish. It's a fantasy that I still harbor. <laughs> if you go on to... Uh, if you go online, I'm sure you can find some fanfic yeah. about uh, Joss Whedon. Yeah. Ruining my Ruining career your in career Hollywood. in Hollywood. Which I don't have anyway, but... <laughs> Anyway, let's uh, let's let's finish off. Moving on, episode seven. I think we have this. <laughs> this is some real nipple action. <laughs> this here. is why you call it the nipple episode. Yes. So, for people who have not seen the episode, uh, William Shatner is cloned in this episode, so you get double double the Kirk, yeah, double the pleasure, and uh, he is shirtless, and it it appeared to me that his nipples were not what I would consider normal human flesh color. Yeah. yeah they seemed... Uh, and we see it again later. See, they seem like they've been thoroughly make Yeah. I think we saw it in... Um, oh, Jesus. I feel the, like the his, Greek one. The Greek one. He's, <laughs> yeah, for sure in that one. Yeah. I, I, think, I think the situation must have been that William Shatner's naked, unretouched nipples yeah, was, were just too... Hot, too, too hot for, for 1966 television. I, I could believe that at 8:30 on a Friday night. Yeah, and if you, you can't just, have kids watching that, and if on those televisions, if you just apply a thin veneer of powder, they're basically in, rendered invisible. <laughs> okay, this must have been what our little girls made of, because if they're cloning him, that's right. I don't. I can't anyway, remember. Who cares? It hardly matters. Anyway, here's and, oh, the oh, oh and, and oh. the subplot. Of, yes. Oh, so there's two out, things in this conversation. <laughs> do we point out what was going on with the plot in this one and how he defeats the cloning process? Yes, right, by subverting the memories of the clone. This is one of the. This is one of the first examples of what will become a running theme on Star Trek, which is uh, racist hatred towards. Uh, Vulcans in general and Mr. Spock in particular. Yeah. All right. Take it away past us. <laughs> I believe this naked Kirk is that worth is, a shot. That is hilarious. All right. Let's yeah. all take yeah. your shots, yeah. please. I love the. I love that they colored out his nipples. There must have been a rule about it, right? Must have been Probably. you weren't allowed to show nipples on television. So they had to powder it away. Yeah. I, I love the. I they did though. I remember yeah. watching some like. I mean, did they do it in the first episode when he took it off completely and turned? Yeah, no, he's shirtless all the time. You yeah, think? You don't have enough. I don't remember if there was not enough nipple coverings cover in the world. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I, it's great because not only do you get one Kirk, yeah, you get now we're about to get double double, double dipped. naked Kirk, getting double teamed by yes. Phil Shatner. Yeah, this is where. <laughs> Yeah, Shatner was like, I won't do another episode unless I'm two characters in the same episode. <laughs> Which he's already done once. Yeah. That is like every three episodes, there has to be an episode where I play two pair of people. Yeah, they, they've done seven episodes, and they've gone to the same well like three times. <laughs> he's been split in half. He's been duplicated. Yep. 
he will be uh he will be an evil version of Kirk. Eventually, yeah. He will be in the body of a woman. Yeah. Although the woman plays him, so he doesn't get to act both parts in that one. God, the scene is still going. Yeah. Come on. Get it's it done, spinning guys. so they're fast. They're creating life, Jacob. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. I love the actor business that they're doing on the switchboard. Yeah. yeah it's literally just a turning, dial turning that she's turning up. It looks and like the church is like pounding on a plat on the wall. <laughs> it looks like a toddler toy at like one of the de- uh, art doctors we go to where it's like, oh, there's some knobs on the wall for your two year old to twist. <laughs> there it is. Double curse. There he is. How did they do that? Oh, this is a test. Yeah, he's showing them what he can do. To see if she can tell the difference. Yes. Well, their nipples are both whited <laughs> out. both been whited out. For some reason, they've both been whited out. <laughs> CBS standards and practices. <laughs> okay, in that scene, while he's starting to turn around and be, do the clone process, he mumbles something about, like, an insult to Spock. Like, he says, blah, 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 half-breed, half-breed bastard. As, like, a vocal trigger that he's trying to implant in his mind so that the clone will later treat Spock, Spock like that, that way. and let Spock be tipped off that it's not the real man. Like, this was his plan. Really? Yes. Like, it's his plan all along from this point. <laughs> like, okay, they're trying to replace me. That he would... intentionally thought racist thoughts yes. about Spock so, yes. that, his so that his clone would have those feelings. I, I, that's the only way I can explain You're it. right, Jake. Yeah, you're right. right. No, I. you're... Absolutely correct. Well, look, that's what ha- that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I really am liking not having watched the episode beforehand because that is an amazing revelation. <laughs> Kirk's like, I know what to do. <laughs> so now they're transferring. No, here they are. This is where they transfer it. So I think this is where he does it. Does he actually say it out loud? Yes. Yeah. I just want to point out, like, in this scene, like, it looks like they left the Allen wrench in the little, like, Oh, his nipples are so fair, yeah. Yeah, they're they've clearly been powdered. Like that is not a normal no. nipple color. Jake, I have a question for you. Oh, what's that, Matt? How does the technology on Star Trek work? <laughs> all of it? it? It it works by way of by way <laughs> yes, of all of it. TV magic is how. It you works. know, I I I I have an entire book. I think we've talked about this on the show. I can't remember, but I have an entire book that I had that I got when I was a kid that is nothing but like fake like diagrams and like electrical system diagrams all made up shit about how like what the inside of a phaser looks like I, and, I love those yeah i remember i'm gonna bring it next time we have next time we do a full episode i'll bring it because it's funny to look at i remember when i was younger being in barnes and nobles and looking through like schematics of star destroyers from star wars yeah. and stuff like that yeah i was like who make who gets to make up all this crap? Were you like, more of a Star Wars kid uh, than a Star Trek? Kid? I was a Star Wars kid, but you know, I watched Star Trek. You know, the Next Generation. Sure, you know, growing up, and I was like, this is cool. What self respecting young nerd yeah. didn't watch Star Trek: The Next Generation? Yeah, if you wanted good sci fi, your choices, choices were limited exactly, back then. Yeah, uh, you had Star Trek, and that was pretty much it. All right, so we're jumping ahead to episode nine now, I think, right? Yes, and the reason I I asked you about how the technology on Star Trek works is because that's what this little conversation is about. We talk a little bit about Transformer, uh, Transformer, Transporter technology. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there was a crossover, like, comic book when I was a kid that was like, Star Trek meets the Transformers. Oh my god! Yeah, like Captain Kirk and Optimus Prime were became buddies. Oh, that's that's sweet. Yeah, it was a sweet. It's oh. a sweet story. Anyway, this yeah. is a little bit where we talk about how transporters work and how uh, Leonard Nimoy is such a method actor, uh, which is something that is going to come up again. Yeah, in we this we don't know how the technology works, but believe me, but he Leonard does. Nimoy knew it. All right, let's have it. Let's check it out. That's okay. That's a C. Yeah. So from comparison to what, like when I watch some of the other episodes, the rating that they get versus what I think it is. Yeah. Or can be disparate. This, sure. This one feels about right. Yeah. No, after, after I watched this one the other day, I definitely was left with a feeling. Oh, all right. 
That, which is yeah, <laughs> that's not more, always the case with some of these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I do not hate myself for having spent fifty-five minutes with yeah. this. Yeah, but surefire uh, writer's path to success is name your script after you know a Shakespeare reference. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, Star Trek always they always liked a pretentious episode title. There's some stuff in here. Yeah, yeah. For the world is hollow, and I have touched the sky. Comes to mind. <laughs> That's a real episode coming up. <laughs> I didn't make that up. Were you make Matt? Were you making an observation about um, Morgan Woodward? Is that who this guy Woodward. is who crawled out of the box? Yeah. So here's the thing that always gets me about Star Trek technology is that it's supposed to be incredibly sophisticated, but it also like misses a lot. Like you would think the transporter would go. Hey, did you guys know there's a dude in that box? Dude in here. Like you're supposed to be beaming up something else. I don't. I don't even know what. But if you're transmitting matter, just FYI, there's a dude in there. Yeah. Prerequisite for transmitting matter is like knowing what that matter is. Yeah. Somehow. Oh, you know how I say, all the buttons do something. Supposedly. Apparently, Nimoy was like such a method actor that he really did have in his mind like this button what, does what, what the, I think you know it, when he's sitting he's at his to, yeah, he's yeah, sitting yeah. at his fucking console and he's like I know what that these <laughs> so buttons do this he would always use the same would, button yeah he, he was a re, you know he took his job seriously I mean how else would you make this cardboard bullshit believable <laughs> yeah. I mean. Jake I have a question for you <laughs> what's that Matt uh, you know. This next clip is very timely. Yeah. Halloween, as we're recording this, right around the corner. Yeah. A month away. Uh, are you a Halloween guy? You, you ever eh, into... No, I was one of the kids that wore, like, a karate gi, like, four years in a row until it uh-huh. just didn't fit me anymore, and then... Were you supposed to be the karate kid specifically, or uh, just a general karate yeah, kid? A, a karate person, I think. Okay. It's... You were not specifically Daniel Russo from no, the karate kid? I, no, no. I think, yeah, it may have been the inspiration, but I think any more work than having to do that was just too much for me. Uh huh. I enjoyed candy though. Well, sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Halloween is a is a candy distribution scheme. So why do you ask, Matt? Well, um, because this next clip is all about Halloween. I like it because. Uh, you know, not every clip has to be hilarious. No. They can also be In- educational. Informative, yeah. This is an edutainment yeah. podcast. Yeah. Sure, you get your laughs. The laughs are the chocolate, and the the, the information is the broccoli. Yeah. That yeah. is a terrible combination, broccoli <laughs> and chocolate. I don't know why I just made that comparison, but I think you get the point. You need both in your life. If you want to know in depth... What a night at Universal Horror, Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights is yeah. like. This is the clip for you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a show we could do a podcast about. You know, I Frisco never County it. Junior. It's funny. I, so I went to uh, Universal Halloween Horror Nights last week. You did? Oh, really? Yeah. And they okay. have an Ash versus Evil Dead maze. Oh, okay. So there's a there's a bunch of guys with Bruce Campbell masks, uh huh, like with a chainsaw and chainsaw hand hands that sort of pop out. Now they don't attack you. They're not supposed to. Let, they're like well, attack. yeah, they're the good guys. They're trying to protect you from a monster that's chasing you, but they still sort of jump out. Yeah. It's a creepy mask. <laughs> See, because it looks pretty good, but it's not like you know. It's obviously still a mask, uh-huh. but it's still definitely Bruce Campbell. But it's cool, like because you walk through the the gourd uh, basement. Yeah, you get to go through his. I mean, you watch the show, right? The, uh, the yeah, stars. yeah. So you know how he goes home. Yeah, and his boyhood home. Yeah, has got slashy, ashy paint. Yeah, so you go through that, and then you go through the house in the forest. So, who'd you go with? Uh, so I went with my brother in law and his. His husband and his husband's family. So he, he so yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of a convoluted. Anyways, I got, no, I got you. He's, I got a, he's got a niece that's like 14. Uh-huh. And so her and a couple of her friends came. And me and Nick have done this for a long time. We go, we go to Not Scary Farm once a year. I've never been to one of those. I've, been I've never those. been to Not Scary Farm. If you like sort of. That, you know, sort of those. I don't. Uh, well, then you wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like, I like the idea of, you know, walking around and stuff, but I don't like that you're just 
first of all, all I hear is that you stand in line for hours waiting for to get into the maze, which doesn't seem it, like fun. it was crowded. If it's not too crowded, they're fun. If you and then wait if you're going lines, through the maze, I mean, all that happens is shit jumps out at yeah, you, right? I mean, there's some cool, like I know there's a like at Halloween Horror Nights, the the sort of the mazes are really cool because they've got the fucking product. You know, mm-hmm. they've got the money and they've got the facilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That so they do make it really look well. Really good. Like yeah. the scary, not, that scary farm isn't as good because the production value is not as good. Uh huh. But there's more stuff to do at Not Scary Farm because there's a lot more rides. Yeah. You know, Universal, they only really have a couple of rides open because they shut down Harry Potter Land uh-huh. during it. So you can't even go. What? Oh, you couldn't even go you in can't there? Go in at all. Oh, okay. It shut down. They didn't turn it into something else. But what's they cool is it. they open up the back lot, the New York uh-huh. area oh, of the okay. back lot. So you walk back there and three of the mazes are back there. Ah, okay. And you also walk through sort of like scare zones where there are people like just on the street. It's uh-huh. not a maze specifically, but there'll be creatures sort of walking through the streets that uh-huh. scare you. And they have that on the back lot. So it's kind of cool because you get to walk around the New York back lot. A universal, and then they have. They had a shining maze based on a Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> uh huh. Was a guy. You walk through a, the hotel. Yeah. There uh-huh. was a guy with a Jack Nicholson mask that would sort of jump out, and then there was a woman. Did they have the two little creepy girls? They did on a video screen. Uh huh. And then the video screen, like, and it was just a, it was like a creepy, uh, like kid on a tricycle, on a tricycle on a big like, wheel. Yeah, like a doll. An actual practical doll on a tricycle staring at the video screen of the girls. Uh-huh. So it was kind of a creepy little room. <laughs> and then they had, like, the bathroom, and they had a, Sh- a Shelly Duvall, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Shelley yeah, Shelly Duvall. A person, like, with a knife. Uh-huh. And then Jack Nicholson, like, broke through the wood and said, here's Johnny. And... Oh, and the last line of the... Of the they have recordings going on overhead. Uh-huh. The last line of the Ash versus Evil Dead, he, like, popped out. And then you just heard groovy. <laughs> it was awesome right before you exited. Yeah, I don't know. Not, I don't think it's for me. Not for you. I, I enjoy them. I enjoy them from a sort of like, I sort of like to analyze. I don't get scared. They call me the wall because I just sort of stand in front and yeah. they don't, I don't, they ignore me because I don't, stoic. I don't jump. So I'm no fun for them. Yeah. So they just sort of ignore me when they jump out. <laughs> Jake, I have a question for you. I'm beginning to notice a trend here. (laughs) Uh, I'd I'd be happy to help in any way that I I can. Well, I think it's important. You know, we're not just playing clips. I think it's important that the, the, the intros have a little content as well. I mean... We're here. We might as well have a conversation while we're doing this. Absolutely. Did you know that in space, Christmas is still a thing? <laughs> I, I did know that only because I watched the first season the, of the original series. Because of this specific episode yeah, where we learn yeah. that not only is there Christmas, yeah. there are Christmas parties. Yeah. And not only are there Christmas parties, people get down yes. at the Christmas party. Yes. So very, very similar to, I guess, what must have been going on at the time. <laughs> I'm sure this doesn't happen anymore. And by people, we mean James T. Kirk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He could. He could... He could make anything work out in his favor. Um, Roll the clip. Let's listen to a little light uh, sexual harassment from James T. Kirk. And then we'll have a brief training seminar afterwards to tell you what not to do. Oh, there's also a little wordplay in this clip uh, where we talk about James T. Kirk's penis. Oh, fun. Let's, Let's check it out. So this this woman. Oh, they have a past. Yes, she remembers. She had a moment with him that he does not remember. Uh-huh. Right at a Christmas, at a Christmas party. party. <laughs> <laughs> like I have banged a lot of lady doctors. You banged me on the photocopier, dude, at the Christmas party. All right, where does where does she stand on? on yeah, on well, you know, I re, I updated the thing. I, I I don't know. She's definitely. I will say this. She's definitely now. The hottest crew member in my mind. I just, I, I love that they just basically, like, I didn't remember them ever being that explicit, where he just basically says, "Oh yeah, you, you remember me? I definitely remember you." Like, oh, they totally fucked those two. Yep. 
They're not even trying to hide it. Yep. It's not quite so blatant as well, that they banged, but yeah, it's definitely there. She was in The Godfather. She also has a unusually like shorter than normal mini yes, skirt on. Yes, she does. She has her junk hanging out. <laughs> she was in The Godfather 2. This woman was? Yep. She played Diana Corleone. Huh. Wow. She was in High Plains Drifter. So this is one of those episodes where they've picked, they've got a random guest star on instead of using one of the regulars for right. this, right? Like, why is she going down there with him? Right. Why isn't it? Right. Why isn't, yeah. why aren't one of the regular actors getting to do yes. this? They're getting paid to be there. They have a, they, they, did you see why that she's getting to go, what the reason why? No, I was Okay, they, they, he wanted a psychiatrist that had specific in, uh, insight into penology. Right. She was a she both. I know this girl, and she knows Pinocchio. Yes. He asked. He asked Bones, Bones right? To give him this, this reference. Bones. Bones. I need a penologist. <laughs> Bones. Your name sounds like you should be a penologist. So they've come down. Yes, they've come down to check out this. So this is a prison. Yes. So this guy has sort of. Revolutionized the penal system, uh-huh. right? By making it a not so much a jail as it is a right. It's center. a rehabilitation. Yes. Like these people all are my, are ill. Yeah, what he's they, really doing they is brainwashing them. Yeah, looking at gas. That's exactly. What the, what the, but we still haven't gotten there. Well, yet. we figured out the plot before Kirk did. Yeah, now she's imprinting things yes. in his mind, and so she yelled out, "Hungry!" And now he's hungry. So they're trying to test. Uh huh. I will say, and she thinks this is all just great. Yeah, she's just like, hey, wow, <laughs> it worked. That's amazing. So this person, no wonder these people are all happy all the time. <laughs> and her next trick is to like, you know, print, print me with something more complicated. And she's like, let's change the story of our awkward yes, moment yes, at the Christmas that's, that's party. That's the suggestion <laughs> she chooses to do. Oh, that's to, why they set. Okay, so that's what they were setting up is in the to first print in him that he actually sort of fell in love with her. Right, right. He whisked on, her away on this encounter at the Christmas. Now what? This is truly. I'm going to bang you. There's no context of when they watch the 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 dream he yeah, has. Yeah, the dream sequence the cut fa- away. The, the, his memory of it now. Oh, this is great. Oh, that soft cut. Man, I know I've seen this episode, but I don't remember this at all. <laughs> They're all explicitly saying Christmas too. That's yeah. old yes. school. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, yeah. Not it's a not like party. Space, our space holiday party. No, it's Christmas. Well, we've, already had, Christmas. we've already had an episode with Thanksgiving on the right, right. On the Christmas chart. and Thanksgiving are never going away. That's right. <laughs> Even in the future, we'll celebrate Christmas. Even though it's hard to believe that in the future that they've created that a Christian religion would still really be have a strong force. Yeah, but you know, they're just like Yeah. It's a Christmas office party. It's not like we were down at the church. I understand. I understand <laughs> that. But it's like But they wouldn't have had that thought, yeah, we probably would all like you know, once we hear about the religion on Save Our Three. Shatner's like, Ugh, I'm getting laid face. Yeah. <laughs> He's all smiling. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm liking the way this fantasy is going. Oh, that that was informative. Yeah. Penologist. Pen- yeah. <laughs> He's a person who uh it's a person who's studies prisons, but also right. is a uh, funny PP joke. Also is a funny PP joke. Yeah. Is that, is that one of those cases you were talking about where you That's really... A, some, really an example of our famous wordplay. <laughs> one of our famous us laughing at ourselves. Yeah, we, we haven't really earned it. You know, as I've been listening, going back and listening to these old episodes, I, I've been taking some notes. Uh, it can be hard to listen to yourself, um, but necessary. If you're going to improve, I think you have to listen to yourself. Yeah. And we have a we have a bad habit of thinking that we are real, real funny. <laughs> and at the same time, there are some real gems in there that we really don't appreciate with each other, and we sure. don't notice. And uh, this is a is a kind of a gem uh, where we talk about 
one of the actors in this episode, Dagger of the Mind. Jake, let me ask you a question. Ah, I'd love, I'm loving the questions, and I'm learning something new every day. You and I are Hollywood movers and shakers. Sure. We are sitting in Hollywood right now. Hollywood, California. Yeah. Where dreams are born. Yeah. Are you aware of what they call method acting? I, I am. I'm familiar with Meisner technique. Yeah. Various forms of method acting. Now, method acting, correct me if I'm wrong, is when you're so in character. Daniel Day-Lewis, arguably our finest actor, right? Yep. Famously, I think, a method actor. Correct. Doesn't like people calling him Daniel when he's on the set. On set, yeah. When he's pretending to be Abraham Lincoln. He is. He is exactly Abraham Lincoln, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Only responds to Mr. President. <laughs> I believe that's true, I, right? I, they all had to... Steven Spielberg had to call Daniel Day-Lewis Mr. President. 100%. While they were making that movie. Yes. That's true. <laughs> that's that's the way it works. Yeah. You don't... You don't use the technique, I'm pretending to, right. to be... Like that. he, that's why he is our finest actor, because he takes it real serious. <laughs> and uh, what we have here in this next clip is another example of someone taking their work very, very seriously. So seriously that it impacts their personal lives. Yes, so we're talking about Morgan Woodward here. Morgan Woodward, guest star Morgan Woodward. Uh, let's check it out. I don't have any idea if it's true, but like I read that the intensity of this performance was so great for him that he was like distant from his family for like the next two or three weeks after this. <laughs> What? Like so, it was uh, such a departure for him to do this after doing all those westerns. Western. He was uh -huh. like he was like thankful for the role. Like he he never got to do any <laughs> acting like this. I'm sure it was some form of like, oh yeah, we got some gold up in the hills. Like, that, that kind of acting, you know. Yeah, or he, he played like sheriffs, where he, he was just sort of yeah. stoic and stayed in exactly. his appearance. So he liked this because it gave him a chance to cut loose. Yeah, he had to stretch I'm going to do normal. some real acting now. <laughs> yep. You are going to see some real acting. I'm going to sweat. He and I am going to bug my eyes out. Sweaty, sweaty yeah, episode. You are going to see some real acting from me. Well, good for him, I guess. Yeah. I feel bad for his family now. <laughs> it was only a couple of weeks. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Maybe he wasn't What's there. wrong with Daddy? <laughs> daddy was on Star Trek, and now he's lost his maybe, mind. Maybe that was good for his family. Maybe yeah, he was maybe. kind of an asshole yeah. and treated his family poorly. Yeah. They were like, that was the greatest two weeks. Dad was never around. Uh, 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 he was quiet, but... He was running around murdering hookers. He was really dehydrated, but... <laughs> he was really dehydrated. But it was peaceful. So here's something interesting, Matt. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you a question, but uh, no, go. I, I'm learning some. So go right ahead. We were talking er earlier about method acting. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because in later in this episode, yeah. we have a pretty good discussion about who knows what they're doing, the, the different standards of button pressing and, sure. and knob turning on Star Trek. Well, some, some machines are very complicated. Yeah. And some less so. Yeah. And uh, if you're a day player and you got brought in and all you have to do is turn a dial. Yeah. They're not going to make you learn a bunch of buttons. Here's the thing. Okay. So the the, the machine in this episode was, was simple. You They interacted with one yes. lever. But so we should... Exp did we even tell what this episode is about? I guess it doesn't. It, doesn't. it sort of matters. It, it's the one where Kirk gets... gets uh, Mind wiped, yeah. basically, right? Right. It's a personality altering machine, right? It, it lets them p input their own right. thoughts. They're using ideas. it on. They're using it on murderous criminals. Supposedly, what they're doing yeah. is using it on murderous criminals to make them not murderous mm -hmm. anymore. That's right. Um, but so this machine, all they do is interact with one knob, and <laughs> it's very easy to use. And, and it, it, the episode is it's user friendly. It is. <laughs> the episode is Dagger of the Mind, so we call it whenever they're using it. We say they're daggering. Yes, they've mind. been daggered. I think that's the official term. So you know, how, how daggered do you want them to be? Medium daggered, high daggered. That's what the dial is for. That's right. You um, set it to the appropriate, like a microwave. Yeah. You set it to the appropriate level. I remember there being. Like a larger control panel, like off to the side. Where no one ever used it. Nope. 
But if I was the day player, I would be going ham with those buttons. I'd be like, <laughs> beep, beep, boop, boop. I'm a technician in space. Boop, boop, boop. I don't know. Uh, I was talking to Stan the other day about how some actors are hand actors. They like to have a lot of business. You yeah. know, they like to have stuff to do. Mm. Harrison Ford is a hand actor. Um, and Ted Danson. It's because we were watching The Good Place that we were talking about this. Love it. Ted Danson is... A hand actor. He's always doing something with his hands or, you know, and I think it's because he spent all those years pretending to be a bartender. Mm. So he's always, you know, he was always cleaning Cleaning. glasses or (laughs) pouring beer or wiping down the bar. Like, I think he, I think he got in the habit of, I got to do stuff with my hands. Yeah. And and that turned him into a hand actor. Yeah. So what you're saying is if you were on Star Trek and you saw a big old panel of buttons, you'd be like, that's the, that's the thing for me. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I'm going to get some, get some work out of this. I uh, want to really push some buttons. Yeah. Cause I, I think about, I think about it from the technician standpoint and like, uh-huh. like set PAs and like some people put like a lot of work, although you might argue not a lot of work in some of these Star Trek episodes <laughs> into things. But if, if you got buttons and you can push that button, I'm gonna push that button yeah okay yeah so let's let's check this out let's 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 learn about buttons and yeah. star trek and how they work yeah. <laughs> the evil machines on star trek all only have one button too yes like on the on the clone episode it was just like it was literally like a button to make the clone yeah like clone yes or no you just push the button and it went look they're simple this one's a dial you just turn the dial up when you want it to be it's funny real daggery it's funny because in in uh, Star Trek, the walls are riddled with buttons and knobs. Yeah, but they only have like five of them. Anytime you need to do something, <laughs> you only have to push one, one of button. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you would think if there were that many buttons, it would be a series of switches. Every button that you would have to push in order to do whatever you try to do. But no. They're all set to one. I guess there's a lot of things that go on in the starship. They need a lot of buttons to do one task. That button actually those buttons are just, you know, to like Call for coffee. Well, it was that, you know, like you said, <laughs> Yeoman Rand pushed the Kirk come bang me I, I thought the button play, one episode. I thought the button play with Ted Cassidy and the android chick on that episode was, <laughs> was, pretty, was, was pretty hot. Like, oh, oh, well, they were committed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they stood back there and turned the dials and pushed buttons yeah, it's like, uh, for like a good... Five minutes. And it really looked like they were thinking, hmm, needs more red lever. Need, needs yes. more red. Oh, oh like, we got to yeah, dial that red knob up yeah. because we're going to lose them. And that was a two-man job. They both had a, yes, yes. had a work there. Jacob, do you know who has an iron will? A will of steel? Um, give me... A spirit that cannot be broken? Give me thirty to forty seconds of complete silence, and I'll, I'm uh, not going to do. I'm okay. not going to do that. Oh, okay. This is an audio medium that we're uh, in. Oh, it's a rhetorical device. It, well, I just didn't want thirty seconds of <laughs> nothing for people to listen to. Yeah, I still don't get that, but let's let's continue. It's James Kirk. James oh. Kirk has a will of steel. Oh, that's and a right. spirit that cannot be unbroken. You know what? I knew that. Like a like a stallion Cimarron, like a stallion. <laughs> His spirit cannot be tamed. Oh. And I know that mm. because of this episode. Oh, yeah. Because in this clip we're about to listen to, they try to dagger Kirk. Right. But it's ineffective. It's ineffective because Kirk has a mind of his own. Right. I think we've established that. <laughs> right. Gen- generally speaking, he has a mi- <laughs> like a mind of his own. But specifically... He's a rule breaker. We have a technical explanation. And I think this is one of the first times that I gamify Kirk- yes. Kirk's... Sort of plot plot changing. This because this becomes a recurring thing yeah. uh, in the podcast, and I think this is the first time that we uh, compare Kirk's moves to the moves of a uh, Dungeons and Dragons game. Yeah, and then we talk a little bit about uh, hero vents. Yes, yes, the yes, pro- we do. The propensity for in fiction, whether it be film, TV, or as I point out, you know, video games, that there are. Circulation and ventilation <laughs> systems that 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 uh, you know allow a person to move freely through them. I've never in real life seen a vent large enough for a man. Right. Yeah. Not that I can think of. Maybe on your on your stomach, but certainly not uh, that you could walk through essentially upright. There there are a lot of vents, but I mean they're they're not 
they're graded. You know? We, we, That's I, right. They're not meant my, for mingle. My, my friends and I thought a lot about this in college, but, you know... You did? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My <laughs> okay. friends were very, uh, you know, uh, skullduggerous. They had a... They, they were a bit too adventurous than the authority would want them to be. Oh. But, you know, if you do a little research, you find that people who have attempted to navigate vents tend uh-huh. to get stuck frequently are forgotten about and perish uh-huh. when trying to infiltrate. It's like trying to get into a house via a chimney. It's not what you think it's going to be. Well, you know, uh, UCLA famously has underground tunnels. tunnels. Yeah, All of the electrical, it's why there are no electrical wires right. uh, in the sky on the campus of UCLA. Everything's underground. Yeah. And, uh, I used to be a campus tour guide for a while. That's how I know all of this. Uh, my wife, I know a lot of UCLA trivia. My wife was a campus tour guide at UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of useless UCLA yeah, And trivia. my friends were the ones who desperately needed to get into those tunnels. Yeah. It was, it was, it was highly illegal to right. try and break into the tunnels. Yeah. I never did it because I am a coward <laughs> and I am afraid of getting in trouble. I am a classic rule follower. So I, I am a, that. I am a rule follower. I am a classic only child. To tell me what to do, and I will do it. <laughs> uh, let's listen to the next clip. All right, let's do it. So he's so just to catch us up. Kirk is now aware of what's occurring. Right. Yeah, but they're they're daggering him. Yeah, he's, he's being daggered. So he's trying to get in touch with the ship. Oh, he turned that shit all the <laughs> he way. Turned out. it up to eleven. <laughs> and right, and I was wondering why he couldn't reach them, but I figured it was because I don't know. I don't know why he can reach him. He's saying the words into his quarter, recorder, tricorder, or whatever. Yeah, he's so talking. That is some real Shatner acting yes. right there, too. That face he's making. We're up to the last break. Hey, good morning. I still think everything is fine. So yeah. is he daggered now? He is daggered, but he's yeah. now in love with her too. Oh, because that yes, sunk in the too. Memory, right? Although uh, he kind of just shakes it off in an instant. Yeah, somehow he breaks out of it real quick. I'm not. They don't really explain why. He's just Sheer a, force is Kirk. You know, I, I think that's it, right? You, it's just Kirk's. You got can't the, wipe. You can't dagger James Kirk. He, he rolls. Yeah, the, he the, put the, the dagger in his mind, and his mind just spits it right back out. He rolls the. He rolls a natural twenty. In, Kirk, in, in Soviet Kirk Russia, fashion. Kirk dagger you. <laughs> 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 I'm surprised they didn't make the story like they tried to turn up the the neuralizer full power, but the strength of his mind destroys. Yeah, the machine, it, it you know? would have been great if it had like short circuited, yeah. like, <laughs> trying to like even he just can't be daggered <laughs> while simultaneously beating them all at 3D chess. He's in full predator mode yeah. now. And now she's all backing off. You're the one that gave him the goddamn yeah, thoughts, She's the bitch. one that wanted this in the oh first place. Oh, my God. I love this vent. Play. Oh, the duct. The, the massive air vent in this cavern, cavernous place. Yeah, coming from a video game background, this is what we call a video game vent. It's just perfect for, like, for a person to crawl through. man-sized exploration. Yeah, you need to find the... the well, that's, in, that's not just video games. That's move, That's everything. TV and movies yeah. does that all the time. The air vents are always big enough to that's carry people, for people to walk through easily. Yeah. Not even like a stretch. This one is really particular. She can almost stand. There's so much room in that air duct. Hey, it's a very resort-like penal colony. They need a lot of really good ventilation. So. We have central air. <laughs> All your central air and mind-wiping needs. Come to Tantalus. Yeah, they wipe my mind, but they have central air. And a sauna. Join us on Tantalus 4. The ducks are man-sized. Well, there you have it, Jake. There you go. The best of the first nine episodes of Warped. it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Well, you didn't have to listen to the episodes. Ah. I am the one who found the clips. So I'm really the one who took the hit for the team this time That's around. That's right. That's right. Uh, it, was not a, it was not a pleasant experience. <laughs> I drank in order to get through it. Well, that's that's what our audience does anyway. You are simu- you are faithfully simulating the audience experience. Okay, fair enough. And in fairness, you have I, I didn't have to listen to the episodes again. You know. That's true. You well, you well, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, I was I was happy to help out, and uh, we will have another 
greatest hits episode next, next week. week yeah. Right? We're going to do the next few episodes. Um, they get much better, which means the quality of the clips gets much better. So it will become a, an easier listening experience all around. That's right. As we go forward. And then in a few weeks, we will have season two. That's right. The official start of season two. No more watching movies that aren't Star Trek. No more listening to clips. Real new content, yeah. Jake. That's what the people are demanding. We have work to do. We have a lot of work to do. <laughs> and uh, there's no point in us avoiding it anymore. That's right. Uh, We're going to have to buckle th- buckle down, hunker down. We both? We'll- buckle up. We'll- <laughs> buckle up and hunker down. Yes. And get uh, this shit done. Yes. Yeah, so if you enjoyed our retrospective. Yes. Tell uh, them how to find us. We are on iTunes. You can just search Warped and we're under the podcast sections. I do not use iTunes, but it's all, I mean, like any pod catching software, yeah. it's on. Because yeah. it's on the one I use and it's not iTunes. Yeah, yeah. We're on like Play FM and stuff. That's we're on Windows, Play, uh, Google Play Music. Uh, I think if you just Googled Warped, you would we would probably be... Odds are good. But on, on iTunes, you, could, you can leave us a review, and that helps yes. us with viewership. Please, um, as always, do that. You can go to patreon.com slash warped and, yes. and leave us a comment saying, hey, what happened to just doing Star Trek episodes? <laughs> and we'll be like... When is this nonsense going to be over? Yeah, and you know we'll we'll be like, well, if you want to patronize our little effort here, we'll like maybe take your feedback into account. No, there's we'll special, add- there's special uh, members only. Yeah, uh, and, content yeah. on the Patreon page. You know, we we started doing the patron only content as kind of like a silly thing, but you know, if I I go back and listen to that stuff, it's some of the best stuff I, about the show. I was actually going to talk to you about this because sometimes the stuff that's in the minisode is really funny. Yeah. And I almost think we should do something with it rather than just yeah. I mean, we can talk about this after the show, but it, it seems like a waste to have it hidden behind the paywall yeah. when nobody's paying us. We anything. should absolutely give we should give people a taste. <laughs> we can give you a taste. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. See ya.